Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Charlie Gross. I am the Associate Executive Presbyter for the Presbyterian of Donegal. I am hosting this podcast series titled Missional Church Conversations, Making It Real. The basis of this conversation will be a series of interviews with a wide variety of leaders in the field of the missional church. These leaders will come in the form of professors, pastors, elders, deacons, sisters and brothers in Christ who are experimenting with new ways of being the church in the world today. My hope is that these conversations will inspire you, challenge you, inform you, change you, and push you into the world with boldness and confidence to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. My guest today is the Reverend Phil Lotspeak. Phil is the coordinator for church growth in the evangelism program area of the Presbyterian Church USA. He has held this position since February 2008. Prior to this call, he was the organizing pastor of Faithbridge Presbyterian Church in Frisco, Texas. And prior to this organizing pastor role, Phil was the pastor of a transformational congregation in Oklahoma. He's a graduate of Austin Theological Seminary. Phil, welcome to the call today. Hey, thanks, Charlie. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm looking forward to this. Excellent. Well, Phil, my hope is that you can introduce our audience to the concept of the missional church as you see it unfolding in the Presbyterian Church USA and give us one or two concrete steps to take toward this way of living out our faith. Great. So let's start with how you define the missional church, and what do you use for a definition, or maybe how do you explain it? You know, that's a great question. Um, I know that there are a lot of academics out there who, who define the missional church, and so I feel a little uh, not uneasy trying to define it, but, but certainly I'm not, uh, not going to be on the academic side. I, I tend to be a relatively simple kind of mm-hmm. thinker at times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, the missional church is, is really simply um, coming to understand the way the church is supposed to be. Um, a lot of people confuse, you know, when I'm talking about the missional church, they they confuse missional and mission. And, and um, you know, when I when I try to explain it, what I, what I do is talk about how, you know, the missional church really is called to be about God's mission, that the church is um, exists solely to do what God needs us to do. Um, a lot of times churches as they grow older and as they move through the life cycle, um, they become, I guess, more introverted, more inward-looking. They, they start to, to sense that the church exists for themselves and their members and, and the internal stuff, when the reality is that, that our mission is God's mission. And I'm sure um, you've been doing these podcasts for a while. I'm sure one of your interviewers has uh, mentioned the Missio Dei and the, the mission of God and because that's what the church is about. So the missional church for me, really, as I try to define it, is is moving, uh, understanding the people as being a sent body. The church is a people sent into the world to share good news. Um, it's not that complicated, but it really does, for me, switch the emphasis from um, being about ourselves to being about other people. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, when I'm when I'm talking about session, uh, our elders and our, our sessions that meet, you know, the the imagery I'll use is a lot of times when we pray, we'll say, God help us to accomplish our mission. Help us do what we were called to do. And when in reality, the, the prayer should be, God, help us discern what you're up to so that we can go join you in your work. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that, that latter one is 
is the missional church. That's the movement to to understand that we need to be discerning about what God is up to and be willing to travel wherever we need to go in our communities to be a part of that movement. Not necessarily about what we want to do, but about what God is up to. Hmm. Oh, very very articulate. That's um, and yet it's simple, as you said, and yet sometimes a little hard to um, to, to to get moving in that direction, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps. Um, you travel quite a bit throughout the um, the U.S., and I'm wondering if you have some examples or example congregations who you're seeing moving in that direction. And you could either be sort of anonymous or general about it, or you could name specific ones. It's you know, you'd be surprised at how many are um, starting to move in that direction. Uh, I think a lot of our churches, as I travel, they they recognize that the ministry and mission that they're engaged in is not, not necessarily about uh, those whom we've yet to meet or, or sharing the gospel. It really is maintaining an institution and organizations that have existed for, you know, 30, 40, 50, you know, more years. Uh, you're up in Pennsylvania, so it's probably like 200, 250 years. Uh, you know, where we're from, it's a little shorter. Um, you know, we have congregations that um, are taking seriously this idea that, um, and you know, this idea that we are called to be about discerning where God is moving and allowing ourselves to let go of ministry to move forward uh, into those new areas. Uh, there's a congregation in Oklahoma City. We're getting ready to release a, a video on them uh, in our Deep and Wide series. Um, they uh, they just called a pastor a year or so ago from a, from from Austin Seminary. He had gone up to Oklahoma to start doing transformation work, and they realized that after doing some of the transformative work, that they were really at a crossroads that whether or not um, they were going to have to close the doors or um, try to do something really significant. In the meantime, the Catholic Church next door came and offered them a significant amount. Uh, for their building, and you know, understanding how how wedded we are to our facilities, uh, you and your work know how how people revere their buildings, and and they just they can think of doing a lot of things. The last thing they would want to do would be to sell their building and do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, this congregation made a very bold move. They said, you know what, we feel God is calling us to move to a different part of the city, move to start a new church development somewhere else, and so they they took the offer. They've sold their building. And now they're in the midst of trying to envision what it is God is calling them to do in a different part of town, with the realization that the the average age of the members was in the 70s, and you know most of those people that made this bold decision aren't going to be around long enough to really see the fruits of their decision. Um, so they're they're making the decision for next generation. They're making a decision to say, you know, we know that God is calling us to be somewhere beyond where we are now, and it's not about us. It really is about what we can do to serve our community and, and bring more people to a to a faith in Jesus Christ, and so that you know that's a, a wonderful example of of we don't know if it's going to succeed yet, but they certainly are becoming a missional church. They're they're moving beyond their own safety zone, their own walls, to do something very risky um, for the gospel. And and for me, the missional church is a risky church. You know, it's kind of building out of that Luke ten uh, passage where the the 70 are sent into the world like, you know, like lambs among wolves, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. There's a risk involved with being missional. And, you know, just to, and the, even the Book of Order calls, you know, the church to uh, um, face death, even, you know, for its mission, uh, to, to do the work of God, even if it means dying to, you know, even if it means dying. So, you know, that's a great example of a congregation who has, uh, you know, an older established congregation that has said, you know what, we're not going to, we're not going to just stay here until we die. We're going to, you know, make some bold decisions to move beyond our walls. Mm. What a great um, example. Mm. 
Yeah, the other the other the other congregation I'd lift up, and again, you know, we have a we have a video on this. It's a deep and wide video. Um, they did a they did a uh, a recent move a couple of year, years ago called Share Christmas. Uh, it's Riverside Presbyterian Church in Sterling, Virginia, outside D.C. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an amazing amazing church. It's the only church I, I've really come in contact with um, that has been able to live into their their mission statement, which what partly says that they are a movement of the Holy Spirit. Which, in their in their minds, as as their church has grown, and they're a relatively new church, they're like thirteen, fourteen years old. Um, at pivotal moments in their in their church life, has let go of popular programs and staff people in order to try to to move in a way that they felt God was moving. The more recent thing they did was they uh, they had a, a Christmas Eve program pageant that they would have thousands of people come to, um, and they felt God saying that they needed to. Um, move and, and be more engaged relationally with the people in their neighborhoods and in their community. And so they basically canceled Christmas and, and created the Share Christmas pro- program or process, whereby members went and invited people in their neighborhood to come to Christmas Eve services in their house. Um, they took Christmas Eve out to some of the day laborers in the area where they, where they uh, congregate for you know work. Um, they went to nursing homes, they went to firehouses, and so instead of having people come to them to uh, see a show about you know, Christianity, they said, we're going to take Christmas to people. And so it was, it, was an, it was an amazing kind of transformative thing that happened, but it all grew out of this, this missional kind of attitude that you know, we exist to serve the community and we exist to find out where God is moving and, and be there, rather than just being all about ourselves. So, you know, those are a couple of just kind of, you know, one of them you can go see if you wanted to go see it. It's at our website, uh, pcusa.org. If you go to backslash church growth, you can see um, the one about Riverside, and pretty soon you'll be able to see the one about the church in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just a couple of, of examples, I think, of churches that are able to let go of. I mean, that's part of what I think when the church is becoming missional, what they have to do is let go of stuff they've always done to be free to do new things that God is calling them to do. And that's really hard for our existing congregations to get their minds around. Hmm. Well, I guess where I, you know, the next question kind of revolves around that you've mentioned some sort of bold risk taking, you know, changing completely and um, taking bold, you know, steps outward. Perhaps, you know, do you know what? Um, what was behind that, or, or perhaps, what uh, you know, did what was used to create that that ferment or that um, you know that attitude that that um, you know to get a number of people to take those bold steps, those risky steps. Um, how does that happen? And maybe um, mm-hmm. you know, how does that happen? And no, how, do we, sure. how do we make it real in terms <clears throat> of what maybe it's concrete steps or. What would you recommend there? There are some there are some steps. I think I think with these congregations and congregations we see moving forward, um, the the first and probably most important thing is that they they've they've given it time. Um, a lot of our churches, because these are churches that have done some fairly bold, risky things, and not every church is going to be able to do bold, risky things. Although they could if they wanted to, but the chances are, you know, out of the eleven thousand congregations we have, you know, a handful are going to do the, the most risky things. Um, but a lot of our churches, you know, they're they're interested in in the missional church movement. They're interested in moving beyond the walls. They're interested in engaging their community, but they want it to happen in a relatively short amount of time. 
Mm. You know, with with churches like Riverside and the church in Oklahoma City, they spent uh, years cultivating relationships with their their uh, communities to to be a part of what God is have what God's up to and and to be able to discern that. Um, they spent years praying. They spent years discipling one another. They spent years doing these kinds of things that has allowed them to create a foundation from which they can begin to step out and do more risky things. Um, a lot of our churches. They want they want this the quick fix. They want the magic bullet, and they want something they can do they can do in a month or two, and all of a sudden their church is going to be changed and be missional, and 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 those things just don't exist. And the the people that will sell you that are are going to you know to harm your congregation more often than not mm. because they won't it it'll be incomplete and it'll be on a very shaky foundation. What we suggest is that that uh, churches. Need to they need to figure out some way to begin uh, to discern what God is up to, and that that involves prayer, and not just kind of lip service to prayer, where uh, we mandate our book of order, you know, book of order mandate that we pray before and after meetings, kind of thing. But really, what does it look like for a session um, or a, a group of, of leaders to really begin to sit down and pray fervently together about what God is up to? Um, we think that the sessions that are the session uh, meetings that are actually effective are the ones that spend the, spend more of their time praying, and studying uh, scripture, and discerning together what God is up to, uh, than doing budgets and ministry reports and all the kind of minutia that sometimes our sessions get involved in. Mm. So one of the big shifts that has to happen if if our if our churches are going to move forward, our sessions have to start acting differently. And they have to really become the spiritual leaders that they were intended to be, rather than the managerial people that they become. And and that is that is that is going to be a key shift if the mm. Presbyterian Church is going to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so, the churches I've talked about, they 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 get the they get the prayer and the discernment, and and they're willing to wait, and they're willing to listen, and they're willing to 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 seek God in a very powerful way, rather than just to try to to find the new program or the, the next Rick Warren thing or the next uh, Willow Creek thing, those kinds of things. Because um, a lot of this stuff, Charlie, honestly, is not rocket science. I mean, um, you'd be amazed at what a church could do just by spending a half a day walking their communities, walking their neighborhoods, talking to people, going to coffee houses, going to places where people gather, and just engaging them in conversation about, you know, what what their life, what's going on in their life. You know, what are your, what are your greatest needs? Um, you know, maybe you can ask if, if you were to go to a church, what kind of church would, would you be engaged with? And out of those conversations, you know, very simply, you can begin to, to, to see what, what God is up to and what the church needs to be about. You don't need to be, you don't need to have a PhD to do that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, in fact, I was going to ask for some recommended readings, resources, or, or other videos or podcasts, but, but indeed, probably, maybe the best use of, of anyone's time is to, to take something out of this is to, to either use session meetings or, like you said, to gather leaders and create mm-hmm. space for conversation and prayer and, and going into the community and, and engaging people in conversation about what's What's broken? What's um? What what needs healed or made absolutely? Whole? I mean, just just talk to people. I mean, uh, you'd be surprised. People um are pretty friendly, uh, for the most part. And you know, if they sense that you're there to to really listen, they'll they will open up very quickly because I think uh, there are a lot of thirsty, hungry, hurt, broken people out there that would love to be able to have a conversation 
about their life and their faith and or their lack of faith and and their struggles. I mean, they really want to have to have that kind of conversation and you know, we've got to we've got to move beyond our walls and stop waiting, you know, uh you know, when I think about the missional church, I kind of juxtapose it against the attractional church which kind of sits back and waves its hand and does the pretty, you know, looks as pretty as possible and says, come come join me, versus the, the missional church that says, I'm going to go out and find you. I'm going to go be with you mm-hmm. wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got to stop trying to just put in the programs that we think will attract people and just start going and talking to them. And I know it sounds simple, and I know it's more complicated than that ultimately, but, you know, that's that's the great place to start. Mm. Well, I sure appreciate your time, Phil. And um, is there anything else that you want to share as we as we wrap up? Uh, well, you know, I, I would love for you to go out and look at our um, look at the videos on on the church growth page, as, as you'll see, pcusa.org. But also, if you go, we we have a it's it's called starting new churches, and I know it's it's specifically for that. Uh, it's written specifically to help churches start churches. But it, it also is a discernment process to help people engage maybe what God is doing in a new way. We're getting ready at the General Assembly this fall, uh, this this July, to release a, a uh, discernment process called Starting New Initiatives. And it will be available to download or we can send people a copy if they if they get in touch with the Office of Church Growth here in Louisville. And it is it is that. it's uh, The first year is, is dealing with the session. And it, it asks the session to carve out like 45 minutes to do prayer and discernment and study. And does the site visit and things? So there's a resource that they could, they will be able to access that will help them do that. And the whole goal of it is to begin to engage the community in some kind of new initiative that will get them, draw them beyond their church walls and, and re-engage their community again. So um, check that out. You can also go to presbygrow.net uh, as we kind of collect resources there if they're looking for resources for uh, church growth, new church development, congregational transformation. Um, they're all out there. Outstanding. All right. Well, Phil, thank you very much for your time, your passion, and your heart for growing the kingdom and transforming this world through Jesus Christ. God's richest blessings to you, my friend. Thank you, and and to you too.